For important disclosure information, please visit acgwealthmanagement.com forward slash podcast disclosure. Hello and welcome to ACG Wealth Management's June Investor Insights video. I'm Bobby Moyer and I'm joined with my colleague Sandy Wiggins. The S&P 500 had another positive month returning 0.43%, which was its third consecutive positive month. The leadership came from the growth side of the index. The S&P 500 growth index returned 2.5%, while the value index returned a negative 1.91%. The S&P 500 is now positive by 9.65% year-to-date. The NASDAQ had a really strong month, returning 5.9% in May, and is now positive by 24% year-to-date. This was also evident by the sector leadership. The technology sector was the leading sector, up 9.5%, followed by communication services, up 6.2%, and consumer discretionary, up 3.2%. All other sectors were negative for the month. Energy was the worst performing sector, losing 10%, and materials and utilities both lost more than 6%. Another interesting dynamic during the month was that all equal-weighted S&P sectors were negative for the month except for technology. The S&P 500 Equal Weight Index lost 3.8% in May and lost 0.7% year-to-date. This is further evidence that the market rally came from a few names, most notably NVIDIA, which was up a whopping 36% in the month and 159% year-to-date. This is an amazing return given the size of the company. Both the S&P Mid-Cap 400 and the S&P Small Cap 600 were negative in May and are both negative year-to-date. The mid-cap index lost over 3% in May and is off 0.29% year-to-date, while the small-cap index lost 1.75% and lost 2% year-to-date. The U.S. dollar saw a big move higher, moving by 3% in May, which was a headwind for international stocks. The EFA, an international stock index, fell by over 4% and is still positive, though, for the year by 7% year-to-date. The Emerging Markets Index, another international equity index, lost 1.65% in May and is yet still positive 1.16 year-to-date. Interest rates rose during the month of May, pushing bond prices lower. The Bloomberg U.S. Aggregate Bond Index fell by 1.09% in May, but remains positive year-to-date by 2.46%. And looking at interest rates, The one-month interest rate saw a significant increase, moving from 4.26% to approximately 5.2%. The five-year interest rate moved from 3.5% to 3.74%. The 10-year rate moved to 3.64% from 3.43%. And the 30-year interest rate moved from 3.68% to 3.86%. Well, Sandy, as we get into some of the news, I think the first area we'll start is with the debt ceiling. This has been a focus of of many over the last couple weeks, not just investment strategists. I think our clients have been a little bit angst about it. And, uh, you know, other Americans have just really been following what's going to happen. Will the, the U.S. default on its debt? And, you know, I'm not sure, you know, I think it's more of a political thing than anything, but it looks like where we are today um, that we got a, a deal between the House leader McCarthy and President Biden that made it through the House, which is a positive. Now we've got to go one more step, get it through the Senate. 
Um, we're recording this on June 1st. This vote is expected to be possibly June 2nd or over the weekend, June 3rd. Um, and it looks like we, we're, we're there and going to you know, get a deal here and the U.S. won't default. And we don't have to talk about this for a, another two years if they get this deal through. If they don't, I, I guess we go back to the drawing board. And you know, I know Janet Yellen said a June 5th deadline on where the U.S. might have to miss some sort of payment or a liability. But you know, where we sit today, I, I think we're moving in the right direction. And you know, it looks like we'll be able to get a deal and, and get this off one of the binary events that could cause some distress to the markets over the next week or two. Uh, so positives, I think, at this point. Looking at some of the employment and job numbers for the month of May, we're, we're happy to report that inflation seems to be stabilizing and uh, the labor market is also very re resilient. We had an increase in job openings during the month of May. There was a reduction in layoffs during the month of May. And the number of people that left their jobs in, uh, in, during the month of May is the lowest since February of 2021. Yes, Sandy, you're referring to the JOLTS report that, that was recently came out. And, you know, that, that's, those are some good numbers. And I think if you want to be a bear and, and find, you know, the negatives of this report, you would say how credible is some of these, these jobs reports with maybe a, it's a survey, one sent out to business owners, and, you know, you're getting a low response currently. Uh, plus some of these jobs that are posted in, in multiple cities are only for one job. But, you know, this has always been an argument with some of the labor data going back many years. Not, this isn't a recent phenomenon that you question the credibility of this data. So I think we have to take the data for what it is and, and what it's reporting as and um, trust it the best we can, knowing that there, there may be some, some issues with the data being reported. And I don't want to come across as a bear pushing these, but, you know, the data is what the data is, and we'll have to take it at, at what it's showing. Yep, it's got some good information in there, but we also want to want to take it with a grain of salt. Looking at inflation and the consumer price index for the month of April, things continue to improve. We saw the inflation number for the month of April come in at 4.9%. The two leaders in that were used car sales as well as shelter. Now looking at where we are today in the month of May, we're already seeing used car prices fall. And moving forward, if we look at what to expect for, for the May reading, last year's May reading of uh, 2022 was the second largest or highest reading in the last 13 months. So we'll see that, that uh, May number fall off. Couple that with a fall in car sale prices, we expect the May reading to continue to show improvement uh, in, the inflation, in the inflation front. Yeah, so Sandy, you, you touched on the labor market, you touched on inflation, two things that the Fed keeps a close eye on in, in the overall economy. The Fed went ahead and, you know, much against my vote, which I don't really have a vote, raised 25 basis points in May. Uh, they then signaled what likely was going to be a pause in June. And, you know, barring any blowout number on June 2nd of the, the jobs picture, uh, which is tomorrow, this will be out before after then, uh, the expectations right now are about a 29% probability that the Fed raises another 25 basis points. So that says, what, a 71% chance that they pause. And we've been waiting for a pause for, you know, over a year. I guess haven't been waiting for it, but think they should pause at this point for sure. So a pause could be coming in the June meeting from the Fed. Uh, but Fed officials are also out there saying, even the ones that are supporting a June pause, they're also saying this doesn't mean the peak of, of rates. They're still putting on rates may go higher later in the year, but let's pause now. Let's see what, what's going to shake out from 
the, the job, the, some of the employment and inflation data and the economy itself, and then let's make a decision later on. So continuing on that whole front of being data dependent and you know, still not saying we're going to cut rates like the market might be predicting by the end of the year, but right now maybe uh, I'm, I'm thinking a pause in June. Uh, we'll see what the number is tomorrow from the, the employment, and then you know, maybe July, uh, the, the, the next meeting, we see another hike, or maybe they're done. We'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. The last topic we'll talk about today is the growth trade, and in particular, think about NVIDIA, Microsoft, AMD. Uh, it's, it's been a crazy month, hasn't it, Bobby? Yeah, it's all been on this artificial intelligence, right? Everything else, as we said earlier, was negative, but it's AI trade and NVIDIA being, you know, probably the, the poster child right now for the AI trade has really taken over the market and, and created a little bit of um, excitement and, yeah, and euphoria. Euphoria, even. exactly. Yeah, their, their, um, their revenue numbers reported at $7 billion for the quarter, which was strong and what really pushed their stock up. In fact, 30% in one day was a forecast of $11 billion uh, quarterly earnings expectation. And, and, you know, I think it's, what is it, the sixth company in history to be valued at over a trillion dollars? Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe that a company that size, a trillion dollar company, goes up 30% in a given day and it is actually cheaper from a valuation standpoint than the day before. And that's because of what you talked about of, you know, forecasts being 50% higher on revenue quarter over quarter. And that could generate a lot of excitement. The problem is though, how many companies are trying to catch up to this AI trade and are maybe putting double orders in? We saw this earlier when NVIDIA, AMD, and some of the other chip stocks fell last year because everybody was behind on production. production. Right, yep. exactly. And they were double ordering. And there's a lot of excitement around AI right now. So, you know, I think there's a lot to this. Uh, I think it's exciting and, and fun. But we've seen the momentum trade take over markets before. Gold in 2010 was a big one. Everybody might know Kathy Wood. We talked a lot about her. She was up, I think, 140% in the calendar year uh, with her RK trade, innovative trade. Uh, and she was the darling on TV all the time. You've SPACs. Had SPACs, yeah, these new Marijuana companies. Marijuana stocks. Sports betting, you know, yep. gaming was during the, the, the pandemic. and Bitcoin. Bitcoin, blockchain. And, you know, one of the, the ways I look at it is I start to see commercials or ETF companies release um, new, new funds with a, a catchy ticker, right? Uh, like Block or, or something like that to get, get the attention of the retail investor. And I think there's some ETFs coming out now. There might be one uh, that's chat for ChatGPT that's going to be released to try to get assets to flow through. So, you know, whether this has legs or not, I don't know. I think AI is exciting and could add to productivity and really, in some cases, help the world, and in other cases, maybe not if it's not regulated. Uh, but that's really where the hype is right now, and you know, fun to fun to talk about. But I don't think I'd put all my eggs in in the AI basket. Although there's probably going to be some winners, uh, there may be some some losers, and valuation eventually matters when it comes to some of these momentum trades. Yeah, and as, as you and I talk regularly when we visit with folks, and we've certainly shared it on our 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 uh, insight investor insight videos we want to be mindful of that we want to understand what's going on what's driving the market we also don't want to let that influence both fear and greed can really you know rock a portfolio so we're excited about you know those aspects of the market uh, and but we also want to keep a, a strategy at work over the long term yeah being a, i think a great investor and a successful investor is keeping your emotions intact and that's 
you know, what is appropriate for me, where I am in my, in my situation, and not being greedy about chasing returns, because that's also where you could get hurt. It might be fun in the beginning, and if you could get in and out while you're catching that momentum, but there's no silver bullet out there that's gonna go up 10X every, every time. Uh, so, you know, be careful, stay diversified, and, and, and be a good disciplined investor is kind of the advice that we, we take, you know, we give to our clients and think should be followed. And, and you, you're speaking about euphoria behind the, um, you know, NVIDIA as an example, but you started off today talking about the debt ceiling, yeah. right? So there's always fear and greed in the market and keeping your head straight and focused on the long term. That's the way, uh, the way you make dividends. Yeah, that, that's right, Sandy. Well, thanks for your time today. Again, congratulations on 35 years, and I think we'll wrap it up here. Thanks a lot, Bobby. For important disclosure information, please visit acgwealthmanagement.com forward slash podcast disclosure.